Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Five. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Well, I, I think in looking at it, and again, that, that, that was the decision. It was Alabama at four. Florida State is a different team than they were through the first 11 weeks. Coach Norvell, their players, their fans, you know, uh, an incredible season. But as you look at who they are as a team right now, uh, without Jordan Travis, without the offensive dynamic that he brings to it, they are a different team. And, and the committee voted uh, Alabama 4 and Florida State 5. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 103. Seven the buzz. With my boobay tastes like too late for the analyst. Girl, I can buy a Westy girl with my base stuff. I know that it's good. Won't you sit it on my taste plus? I get way too busy. Won't you let me do the extras? Pull up on your block and break it down. We playing Tetris. AM to the PM, PM to the AM phone. Eat up your per diem. You just gotta hate them phone. If I quit your BM, I still rock Mercedes phone. If I quit this season, I still be the greatest phone. My left stroke just went viral. One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services because we know there's been so many things to react to from the sports weekend We're going to have best and worst of the weekend coming up in the 3 o'clock hour as well as L. Ellis, Razorback Guard. He'll be joining us. Thanks to Matt Blackall State Insurance. So we still got a busy two hours in front of us. But as we've been talking a lot about today, dealing with the college football playoff and the final four teams being announced did not come with zero controversy because, man, oh, man, do people have a lot of thoughts and opinions on it. Some people feel like they got it right. Some people feel like they screwed over Florida State. And some people just really don't care one way or the other. But it's been pretty reactionary no matter what. So let's talk about that and a lot more as we go to the phone lines. And welcome in Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 out of Houston and the Locked On SEC podcast. And Gordy, as always, appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon, man? Yeah, good, John. And uh, kind of sucks, you know, look at the schedule and looking and seeing all we have is Army Navy this coming Saturday. My, uh, my weekend's opened up here for a little bit. Now I'm going to have to, you know, have like weekend trips to Home Depot and Bed Bath and & Beyond and stuff like that now. Yeah, sounds riveting. But at least you have this week to react to a lot of the things like the college football playoff for. So we'll just start right there. Did they get it right? I mean, that's really what the question comes down to. Did they get it right? Is this the way it needs to be? And are you satisfied with the results of who's going to be in the playoff this year? Yeah, I'll put it this way. Like, me personally, I'm I'm fine with the four teams. Um, we knew it was going to be a difficult decision. We were saying that on, on Friday going into Saturday. And, you know, I, I kept saying, you know, if Alabama does the impossible, this thing is going to get real hairy, and that's exactly what happened. Um, did they get it right? I think the answer to that is depends on who you ask. Uh, you know, if you ask an Alabama fan, they say, damn right. Uh, if you ask a Texas fan, they say absolutely. If you ask a Florida State fan, they say hell no. And it's uh, it's unfortunate, man. I mean, you know, we we never this thing's always kind of figured itself out, right? Like we've always kind of had key pick losses at inopportune time, and it's it's always kind of worked itself out. And this year it didn't. And I, I can understand the frustration from Florida State, and it brings up a lot of questions. You know, like the the, the tough part is like. The committee pinning it on Jordan Travis's injury is just a convenient excuse for them, right? Like, they were sitting in that room Sunday morning going, what the hell are we going to do? And the best excuse they could come up for was, hey, in our bylaws, it says any key player gets hurt, we can knock you for that. So it, it, was, it was the right excuse at the right time for them. But it is kind of BS because a week ago they put Florida State fourth in their top four. And if that injury to Jordan Travis was such a big deal yesterday, why was it not a bigger deal a week ago when you ranked them fourth? So I think they just looked at it and said, Alabama beating Georgia, it's it's big, bad Alabama. It's Nick Saban and Greg Sankey glaring at us from across the room. And 
you know, and the SEC champ has never not made it. I think they were pressured by that. I, you know, I say this as the guy who hosts Locked On SEC. I would have been fine had they left Alabama out. I, I would have been fine if they had gone Michigan, Washington, Texas, Florida State because of the head-to-head. The Texas versus Alabama head-to-head had to matter. And Alabama losing that, losing that game by 10 at home in Tuscaloosa, I, I thought I, I would have been fine with Texas in and Bama out. And, and I just I, I get why they kept Florida State out. I just I don't like it. I mean, 13-0, and undefeated, with a week one win over the, the guy who's probably going to win the Heisman Trophy, Jaden Daniels. Um, you know, now Jaden Daniels and LSU got better as the year went along. That's great. Um, but, you know, Alabama's using that same excuse. We're not the same team we were in September. Okay, great. You want a cookie? Like, that's not how this works. It's, it's full resume. It's full complement of a season. And, you know, I, I frankly think Georgia has an has a argument. I mean, you're telling me it doesn't matter if you lose an early season game. It matters if you lose at the end of the season. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter who you lose to. It matters when you lose is what they're saying. You know, so Alabama, yeah, you got your brains beaten by double digits by Texas early in the year. But, man, by the end of the year, you were really hemming, you know, really humming along and looked great in the win over Georgia. I just um, I just thought Georgia, like, hey, we, lo- we lost by three uh, for our first loss in almost three years. Like, how do we not get a little bit of a pass? And you drop them from one to six. Like, how do you drop from one to six? On a three-point loss in your first loss of the season, when you're being in, you you now join the pool of one-loss team. That just seems crazy. But even more reason why we're going to twelve and why this stupid fourteen playoff was was dumb to begin with. Well, what happened here, Chris, is they were depending on Georgia to win their game, so the fix was in. Once Alabama won, they were either wanting a Florida State loss or a Florida State close game. They got a Florida State close game, probably not as close as what they wanted. But then if, if they decided to put Georgia in, that would have left out another conference champ, which, you know, Georgia, maybe they were deserving because of the season that they had. But if you're talking about leaving out not only one but two conference champions, you know, it's already a big controversy with the one conference champ. But if you do it with two of them, especially in this last season before going to 12, that becomes an even bigger problem. Well, and if Georgia had won, then the debate goes to who would have been four, undefeated Florida State or one lost Texas who had one of the best wins, resume wins of the season that win at Alabama. So, you know, it just, it would have been a debate there. Um, you know, we might be talking, if Georgia wins, maybe we're talking about Georgia one, Michigan two, Washington three, and maybe they do put Florida State at four. And maybe we have an uproar in Austin today and all the Longhorn fans saying, well, what the hell, man? You know, yeah, we lost on the last-minute drive to Oklahoma, but we beat Alabama. We won the Big 12. And we beat, you know, I think Texas had, what, four or five top 25 wins on the year? I mean, they had a great resume, too. So it didn't matter. I mean, you, somebody was going to left be left on the outside looking in. But, um, you know, look, they, they did the best they could, and uh, now you move on. But I, I just somebody brought up the idea. Jared Burst was considered a, a first-round pick a year ago. He, he forewent the draft, got an NIL deal, came back to school, and said, I want to play for a national championship. And Jared Burst laid it all out there. Uh, he, you know, undefeated season for Florida State. That guy did everything that was asked of him. And at the end of the day, a bunch of people in a committee room said, nope, not good enough. I mean, that's, it's heartbreaking for those kind of kids. So Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790, as well as the Locked On SEC podcast. So, Gordy, now that we know it is set, though, you know, nothing can be done about it. These are the four teams. Just how do you feel like this is going to play out? It seems like the the betting favorites of what people are mostly seeing is seeing a Texas and Alabama rematch in the title game. Do you see it that way playing out? And just what do you think of these semifinal games? Yeah, I, I still, like, look, credit to Alabama. They pulled their asses off on Saturday. They look like the more hungry team. Like, I couldn't get over how lackadaisical Georgia looked. Georgia looked like a deer in headlights. Like, I, I haven't seen Georgia look like that in three years. Um, it was just absolutely fascinating how Alabama just outplayed them, looked like the hungrier team. Um, you know, but I still think Alabama's got their flaws. Like, their offensive line has been good, not great this year. Milrow has played pretty decent. Um, you know, he's had some really good games. He's had some very bad moments as well. 
Uh, obviously, you know, it, it's funny. He was named the SEC, M- the MVP of the SEC championship game. But go look at his stat- box score. It wasn't all that great. Like, his, his completion percentage, I mean, like, he made some, you know, plays with his legs when he needed to. But, like, he didn't, like, he didn't look at the box score and went, wow, that guy played his butt off. Like, it was fine. Um, I think Michigan is a really good team. The, the way Michigan runs the football, Blake Corum has been outstanding. Uh, this is going to be a big game for J.J. McCarthy to, to, to show what he can do with his arm because I do think Bama's M.O. is going to be to load the box and slow down Corm and take him away. But we'll know very early on in that game. If Corm is getting the ball and gashing Alabama for four or five yards of carry, I, I think Michigan's got a, got a chance of that. And I, I was actually – I'm pretty shocked that Michigan is still the favorite. I get they're the one seed, uh, but I thought, you know, the, the betting public would go, oh, it's Nick Saban in a, in a playoff. Of course, we're always going to side with him, but – this is one of those years, like, Bama played their played their ass off against Georgia, but lest we forget about eight days ago, they needed a prayer and a miracle at Auburn to get a win there. I mean, that that's another thing, too, is if, if Auburn just plays any better defense on that fourth goal from the 31, we're not even talking about Alabama in this, in this situation. So uh, just because Alabama punched their ticket doesn't mean all their warts are gone. So I, I, think, I think Michigan, look, Alabama's going to be the trendy pick. I think Michigan's absolutely got the horses. That that defense is legit. The run game's legit. Their offensive line is one of the best in the country. So, I think Michigan's got a chance. And I just think, as good of a story as Washington and Michael Penix have been, I think Sark's on a mission, man. I mean, they, they really have been. Quinn Ewers has played great this year. Obviously, missing time with the injury. They lose their starting running back. It hasn't seemed to matter. They just keep coming at you. Uh, their defense has been really good. But but they can outscore you, man. I, I think that one's going to be a score fest. But I know a lot of Longhorn fans that are making that truck from Texas over to New Orleans, and I think Texas is going to win it. And, look, they have they have motivation too, right? The championship game is here in Houston where I live, and there are a ton of Longhorn fans here. They they cannot wait. Their path to a national championship for the first time, you know, since the Colt McCoy days is winning a game in New Orleans and winning a game in Houston. Like, they, they are absolutely, uh, you know, chopping it a bit to get there. So, as fun as it would be to be an Alabama-Texas rematch, um, a Michigan-Texas championship would be just as fun. From that SEC championship game, were you more impressed with Alabama's offense, the way they were able to control the game? And it seemed like they were able to score pretty um, easily early in that game, but their defense has has uh, carried them all season, and uh, you know their defense looked good for the most part until later in the game. Yeah, I just I, I thought it was their defense. I mean, you know, Bama was still three for thirteen on on third down. The offense still wasn't all that great. They put up three hundred yards of offense. I mean, Alabama did enough offensively of what they needed to do, but I just thought the Bama defense. I mean, Georgia's offense has been really good all year long. I, I was so complimentary of Carson Beck all year. I, you know, I had him listed as my dark horse Heisman contender. I thought he had a chance to really wow folks, but I think the injuries to their big offensive weapons hurt them. I thought they were too reliant on Ladd McConkey and Brock Bowers on Saturday when neither of those, clearly neither of those guys were 100%. Ladd McConkey kept lifting off the field. Brock Bowers got hit in the, in the wide open field and couldn't break away like we've seen so many times before. Uh, those guys were slowed, and I thought that cost them. I, I, if I'm Kirby, I would not have, you know, like I would have gone another route. You go in and get Dominic Lovett, the best receiver from Missouri a year ago, and Rara Thomas, the best receiver from Mississippi State a year ago. And then you barely use those guys this year. I mean, it, you know, what Dominic Love have, like 20, 30 yards receiving? Like, I would have went to those guys and, and tried to move the ball a little bit more down the field. They kept going to the run game. And I'm like, guys, Bama is those linebackers are heat-seeking missiles saying we are going to slow down and, and, and hit Kendall Milton or Dejon Edwards every time they touch the football. And yet Kirby ran it 31 times for 78 yards. Like, I just thought that was a game they needed to lean on Carson Beck in the passing game and, and lean on your other big-time pass catchers, not just Brock Bowers and Lyle McConkey. But, um, yeah, I, I, to, to put it bluntly, I was really I was really surprised by Alabama's defense. I thought they played like that. So we hear so much about the eye test with these championship games. Who had the most impressive win? Who looked most impressive? Was it Michigan, Texas, Washington, Bama? Um, I mean, Washington had the had the most impressive win, right, over, over Oregon. I mean, all this talk of uh, how great Bo Nix has been. And, yeah, we know we beat, they beat him earlier in the year. Yeah, we know Washington's undefeated. But we're still going to take all Oregon as a 10-point favorite or a 9-point favorite, whatever it was, by kickoff. Like, 
that just I couldn't believe everybody just kept like disrespecting Washington all season long, and they went out there and they played their butts off, and and they literally took Bo Nix out of the Heisman competition. I mean, now, now Jaden Daniels at LSU is the, the Heisman odds favorite because of what Washington's defense did to him. So, to me, that was that was probably the most... I mean, again, Alabama, what they did to Georgia it was, was definitely among the most impressive, but Washington going out there and having to beat a team twice. Trying to beat a team twice in the same season is so hard. I, I, thought, that, I thought Washington had the most impressive win of the weekend. Well, you kind of allude to what my question was going to be, Gordy, of uh, your Heisman Trophy favor right now, because yeah, all the odds makers are saying it's Jaden Daniels. Is it Jaden Daniels is to lose, or do you think that there could be somebody that could uh, sneak up and get all the voters uh, a little bit to sway their way? Well, I've heard some people say that they may, you know, that people maybe were going to go if if you had a Bo Nix vote, that you might be swayed now to swing it over to Michael Penix. And look, all three guys are deserving. I don't think you can take much away from them. But I will say, I watched that Washington-Arizona State game around the middle of the season. Uh, Washington won that game 15-7, to and they didn't score a touchdown. I can't remember the last time a Heisman Trophy winner won a, won a Heisman and didn't score a touchdown in a game, particularly a quarterback, right? Like, it, if, you're, if, if it is such an individual award, Granted, you know, the, the wins are great, but it's an individual award. And say every week you brought your A game. That week against Arizona State, Michael Penix uh, threw no touchdowns and two interceptions. Um, you know, was sacked a couple times. Like, to me, that kind of, that's a blemish on the resume. Whereas Jaden Daniels, every single week he brought his A game. Every single week he was uh, doing something outstanding. And I think they said every time the, the, the ball touched his hand on a snap, LSU averaged 10, 10 yards a, a touch every time he touched the football. That's a first down every time the ball touched his hand. I think that kid deserves deserves the Heisman just just for the stats alone. You look at what he did this year. He was phenomenal. So throwing out the stats, though, and just by, once again, the eye test, is Jaden Daniels the best quarterback in the country? And, and we're not talking Heisman here. Just in your opinion, is he the best quarterback in the country? Uh, if we're just talking about college, like a college quarterback, like like with everybody, like if I put Jaden Daniels on every one of these other teams, does he instantly make them incredible? He, the answer is yes. Uh, the problem is with LSU, it's marred because LSU just had one of the most histor- historically bad defenses they've ever had. I mean, it it was god awful. I don't know how Matt House is still employed by Brian Kelly. He's a he's a moron if he doesn't make a change because Matt House has been absolutely god awful, atrocious. When you let a third-string quarterback with an interim coach at Texas A&M move the ball up and down the field on you? Like, at what point does Brian Kelly wake up and go, hey, this guy freaking sucks. Fire his ass. Uh, it's atrocious for Jaden Daniels because he has been phenomenal. Yet he's had the worst def- one of the worst defenses in the SEC this season. And, again, I think that the eye test, you, you put Jaden Daniels in what he did this year with his arm and his leg. Because keep in mind, he's not just among, you know, number three in the whole country in passing yards. He's among the best rushers. You know, he's the best rushing quarterback as well. A thousand yards. He basically gave you the output of a starting running back on top of being an elite quarterback. Um, I think he. I think he improves the win total on any team he's on. So yeah, I think at the end of the day, I would say Jaden Daniels was the best college quarterback this year. What do you make of some of the portal moves so far today? You got Dylan Gabriel getting out of Oklahoma when he had such a, a stellar season. And then uh, you got a lot of other guys, too, and we know that's going to happen. But between him and Kyle McCord, the Ohio State quarterback, uh, there's a lot of uh, big names that are going to be in the portal this year. And just amazing how two guys in those specific circumstances uh, on really good teams, had really great years, probably are doing pretty well in NIL, I'd assume. But something is just not enough for them to want to move on and go somewhere else. Yeah, and, and it just changes the landscape of everything. Like Jeff Levy going to Mississippi State now, you know, the, the rumor is Gabriel will consider maybe even going to play for his former OC over at Mississippi State. If he does that, that makes Mississippi State that much more difficult. You know, because we all look at Mississippi State and go, oh, well, look, it'll take him some time there, probably a transition year, uh, give him some time to get his players in there. You know, kind of like uh, Auburn was this year with, uh, with Hugh Freeze. But if Jeff Levy gets Dylan Gabriel over in the Starkville, that makes them a problem next year for, for a lot of teams. And I was looking it up. Unfortunately, they don't play Oklahoma next year. They they get Texas. They have to go to Austin. But if you're Sarkeesian, that's a tough battle now. you got to go play a seasoned quarterback like Dylan Gabriel, Mississippi State, 
whereas maybe you were looking at that at that game previously as an easy win. So, um, yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating, guys. I mean, wherever Will Anderson or, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, by God, Mississippi State, Will Rogers ends up, uh, wherever you know KJ does indeed. I don't know what what it's been. KJ's in the portal. He's not in the portal. He's in the portal. He's not in the portal. We'll see what happens there. Uh, obviously, there's been connections with Coach Loggins over at South Carolina. Um, you know, really, the only the only quarterbacks we know about, you know, Milrow is probably going to be back at Alabama, right? And then Jackson Dart at Ole Miss, and then uh, Graham Mertz announced he's coming back to Florida. Uh, I assume Brady Cook's going to stay put at Mizzou. We'll see what Carson Beck decides to do at Georgia. But really, this thing's wide open. I mean, we could over half the SEC could have new starting quarterbacks next year, and it's all because of the transfer portal. Chris, we have about 30 seconds left. Number one quarterback in the transfer portal. Who is it? Oh, gosh. I mean, everybody says it's Riley Leonard over there at Duke, but um, I don't know. I mean, you know, we'll we'll see. I think there's still some more names to come, but uh, I like Leonard. I like uh, Gracie McCall at uh, Coastal Carolina. There, there should be some good names out there still to come. Like the Ohio State kid to put his name in. Like, what is that? Yeah, that's the thing is uh, we're not even done yet. I mean, we're just getting started in this portal season. So there's no telling the type of names that are going to get it thrown around. But if it's any indication already, Gordy, it's going to be a wild one and should make us for some very interesting changes for some rosters and for some teams. But either way, man, hey, we appreciate you coming on with us. It's Chris Gordy, Sports Talk 790 and the Locked on SEC podcast. Have a great uh, rest of your week, man, and uh, try to stay up on top of it because it's going to be a wild one. <laughs> All right, you too, guys. Thanks. I appreciate it. That was Chris Gordy joining us. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll get to more Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. Some of the uh, other things that we're reacting to, and if you want on the conversation, it's very easy to do. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037. More Out of Bounds next, so stay with us. Get in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore every day from 10 to 1. Live from the Oakwan Racing Casino Resort Studios on 103.7 The Buzz. Sports Center. In college basketball over the weekend, there were four big upsets. 7th-ranked Duke, who lost to Arkansas on Wednesday, lost to Georgia Tech 72-68. 12th-ranked Kentucky lost to UNC Wilmington 80-73. And 18th-ranked Villanova was beaten by Drexel 57-56. Sunday saw 21st-ranked Mississippi State lose to Southern 60-59. It was Southern's second win of the year. Tonight, Alabama will host Arkansas State. Tip for that game is set for 7. Coverage can be seen on SEC Network. And Arkansas will get back to action as they host Furman at 7. Coverage can be heard on the buzz starting at 6.30. Staying in college basketball news, the initial net rankings came out this morning. Arkansas is ranked 117th in the country. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Daisy, would you want to go to breakfast at the Boar's Nest on Saturday? Ennis, I'm busy from 9 to 10 a.m. Listening to Guatney Unplugged on the buzz. I can't compete with Scott Romine. (laughs) Maybe some other time, sugar. Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. Hey guys, it's Dee Dee with Ava Bella Day Spa. It's Christmas time again. We have our Jingle Bell Special, which is $100, and that's an entire facial treatment. We also have our wonderful Christmas time special. You get a stress reliever massage, a peppermint scalp massage, and a foot scrub, all for $125. Just go to avabelladayspa.com, click on Instant Gift Certificates, and you can purchase it right there. Send it to your recipient or print it out. Happy Holidays! If you're looking for the best deal on a pre-owned vehicle, you'll find it here in Hot Springs on Central Avenue at Motorsports Authority here with Wild Bill and Magic Mark. These are some fantastic deals, guys. Hey, Magic Mark, tell us about some of these special rigs you got sitting here. We've got cars for every taste. Cars, trucks, SUVs. This is the best selection of inventory we've had in the past two years. More for your trade? Yes. Payments for every budget? Yes. Online at msastore.com. We'll see you at Motorsports Authority. What are you waiting for? Give the gift that will last a lifetime this holiday season. You need to call QC Kinetics right now. If you or a loved one have knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, and you just can't get rid of it, 
Get lasting relief with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. Hey everybody, it's RJ Hawk. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. And you know what? You can call right now for a free consultation by calling 222-8440. If you've got pain from an old injury or pain associated with arthritis, you need to check this out today. The future of medicine is here and it's here to stay. Regenerative treatments from QC Kinetics. These all-natural treatments repair and restore damaged joint tissues, giving you pain-free and movement again. And don't forget, you can use your HSA and FSA funds for QC Kinetics. Call now for that free consultation. 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. That number one more time, 501-222-8440. Did you know Arch Marine is the kayak leader in Central Arkansas? Right now, get 20% off all feel-free kayaks. All the prices are falling on kayaks this month. Don't forget, we repair ATVs. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, and so can you. Injured? There's only one number you need to know. Dial 8. 888-8888. At Rainwater Holton Sexton, no case is too big and no insurance company too strong. Just dial 8. 888-8888. We are battle-tested big case injury lawyers who've recovered millions for our clients. Just dial 8. 888-8888. Been in a wreck? Anywhere in the state, just dial 888-8888. Responsible attorneys Michael Rainwater and Bob Sexton. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Complete, lots of room. Jaden Wilson's got a chance to go inside the 40, inside the 30, to the 20, to the 10. Touchdown, Arkansas. Touchdown, Arkansas. Isaac Tesla threw the home run block. Jaden Wilson scores the touchdown, and they're excited at War Memorial Stadium. On 103.7 The Buzz. It's a great time to get to Twin Peaks for happy hour, 2 to 7. Later happy hour, 10 to close. Enjoy all the food and drink specials that go along with it. Get a lunch combo starting as low as $7.99. If you want to take some food to go, you can order online, curbside, or to go. Courtesy of Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Twin Peaks has great drink specials during happy hour. Apps for 2 4 and $6. And Twin Peaks has plenty of seating inside and out. Wall-to-wall TVs to see all the sports action. Tonight for Monday Night Football, it's the Bengals at Jags. In NBA in-season tournament quarterfinals tonight and tomorrow night. It is the Celts and Pacers tonight. And Pelicans and Kings tomorrow. It's the Knicks and Bucks and Suns and Lakers. So plenty of action with the NBA in-season tournament as they get closer to getting the champion. The semifinals are on Thursday, and then the championship is Saturday. Twin Peaks is the best place to watch all the sports action happen. And if you're planning a holiday party, how about getting Twin Peaks to cater that holiday party? They have great food at Twin Peaks, so give them a shout to get that holiday party catered today. It's Twin Peaks, eats, drinks, scenic views. It is Out of Bounds here on a Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services. As we've been reacting to uh, everything that's happened over the sports world, and continue want to hear from you if you want to call or text in 501-661-1037, as well as our newly sponsored live fan feedback, of course, which is uh, the Gangster Museum of America in Hattery. Uh, you can get in on that as well. We'll have uh, Best and Worst of the Weekend here in just a little bit, but uh, also get into... Uh, L. Ellis, who will be joining us, thanks to Matt Black, Allstate Insurance. Uh, I did think, though, it was uh, pretty crazy. Uh, maybe part of it's going to be in the, the best and worst of the weekend. But how about yesterday in the NFL, uh, the uh, altercation, Dre Greenlaw, former Razorback, getting ejected from the game against the Eagles, to which the 49ers ended up blowing him out and taking care of business. But getting ejected for uh, putting the hand in the face of the head of security for the Philadelphia Eagles, which led to Dre's uh, ejection, and uh, Don, Dom DeSandro was his name. and uh, It just ended up being pretty controversial. People were feeling like he shouldn't have got ejected for it, and then people were saying, well, why is somebody like that even being in that position uh, with Dre Greenlaw? Like, it was just a, a very crazy thing that sparked a huge conversation <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, it was crazy. It just showed the 
intensity with those two teams, and they played an NFC Championship game. The 49ers played that down to say that it wasn't a revenge game. This was just about the next game on the schedule. But also they realized that the Eagles are a good team that they may see in the playoffs this year. So they wanted to do what they could to hopefully get home field advantage for them. They're still trailing the Eagles by a game, but they did their part in beating the Eagles. Well, they took care of business, and Kyle Shanahan was uh, none too pleased after the game when talking about uh, the ejection of Dre Greenlaw. Tried my hardest not to lose my mind. Hopefully I didn't embarrass myself too bad. Um, but, yeah, once I – I didn't get to see it all from where I'm at, but when I start hearing people explain it to me and stuff, and um, – I just can't believe someone not involved in a football game um, can taunt our players like that and put their hands in our guy's face. And um, from what I was told, um, Trey did it back to him. And I was told that he kind of mashed him in the face a little bit, so he got ejected. But um, it was a it was a very frustrating play. I got to watch it to have a true opinion on it. But um, I loved how we rallied after it. So that was uh, Kyle Shanahan talking about it after the game. And, of course, he's going to have his uh, his guys back at – I guess that that was what was so surprising is just just to see the ejection happen, and for for why it happened, and now it's people are waiting to see what if the NFL gets involved. You know, are they going to do something to Dom DeSandro? Or are they going to do something to Dre Greenlaw? Are they going to, uh, you know, have, put out a statement? Like people feel like there needs to be some sort of thing said about uh, this type of altercation because it's probably something that doesn't need to happen again. But felt for felt bad for Dre though because I I felt like he I think he was in the right because you know you never want to see an altercation happen, but. I don't feel like it was worthy enough to eject him from the game for, for what was going on. Like, I just don't think that was the case overall. But maybe we'll hear something from the NFL today as far as what happens and if any repercussions come from it. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Brent's in Stuttgart. What's going on, Brent? Brent, you with us? Guess not. Brent's, uh, Brent moved on. So, uh, Also, uh, let's see, from the... Uh, Southern Structural Solutions text line. Uh, still people coming in about the uh, the playoffs uh, for college football. But uh, just Chuck says the Texas selection is the problem. They were uh, the only team involved in any of this that had a loss to a non-champion, Oklahoma. I don't have a problem with Alabama getting in, and I wouldn't have had a problem with Georgia getting in, but Texas had no business being in there. There are no other impressive wins on their resume because they didn't play anybody. And there are or no imp- other impressive wins on the resume because they play in a garbage conference. So, <laughs> yeah, God Chuck feels about the state of Texas, or at least the, the Texas Longhorns, but, I mean, I don't know. Because that gets an old argument of, like, do they value more of the losses? Do they value more quality wins? You know, what, you can't what, argue with head-to-head. Though. Yeah, see, that's my thing. Is It's like, again, it, it, Texas beat them on the field. So you could not put Bama above Texas. <laughs> you just couldn't do it. Because, uh, yeah, did Alabama... You know, go through the SEC and, and win all their games and win the championship, of course. So did Texas, though, uh, except for losing to Oklahoma. So, yeah, you just the head-to-head has to matter. Games on the field have to matter. But uh, I understand where you're coming from. At the end of the day, I feel like that's the case. Also from the 501 says, My, oh, my, how the tide has turned. Two years ago, Hawk fans said Texas wasn't ready for the SEC after one win against them. Fast forward to the day, and Texas football program is in shambles with a 4-8 and eight finish while Texas in the college football playoff. And keep in mind what happened the last time Ohio State quarterback transferred to another school. The quarterback won a national championship. I wonder who he roots for. I wonder who he's a fan of. Probably the Texas Longhorns. Hey, listen, Texas has looked pretty good. Um, but they're they're going to have their work cut out for against Washington. They're a really good football team as well. But I didn't even think about something that Gordy brought up. Like how Texas, you know, they get to play in New Orleans and then Houston if they win the game in New Orleans. Uh, pretty good. or pretty. I mean, Texas fans would travel no matter where it was, but... Certainly, in proximity-wise, it makes it uh, pretty nice for, for Texas to be able to play a game there. When they look at the four teams that are involved, and of course, one and two are going to get the treatment that uh, they, they try to pref- you know, give them preferential treatment. And uh, they, you know it's deserving that they are able to play closer to home and, and get some of the home fans there. Yeah, like, you know, you, you have the rotation of the games when it comes to the playoffs, the semifinals and everything. And we know a New Year's Six Bowl, there's a lot of good teams in there too. But, you know, when it goes to a 12-game playoff or 12-team playoff, it does make me wonder how is that going to look as far as location and are, what, what are they going to take into consideration. I know they originally thought about having on-campus games, you know, the very first part. 
but then some of them kind of backed off on that. So are they going to go with having neutral site games for all the games? If so, who gets those games? Are they going to go with the New Year Six locations? Or are they going to have new locations? Like I, I don't know. And, and as far as preferential treatment goes, because I guess in like college basketball, usually what they try to do is get the one C. They get to decide kind of their own path. Do they do something similar where, hey, if you're a top four seed or whatever, do you get uh, the treatment or you get a choice as far as where you're going to have your pathway to play in these games? Yeah, I probably, don't know. Probably not. They're just going to go wherever the gets them the most money. Exactly. Yeah, at the end of the day. And also from the uh, Gangster Museum of America and Hattery live fan feedback, uh, Hamhawk says, uh, with UT and OU leaving the Big 12, should they really be considered a power football conference next year? Even with the Big Ten, uh, even with the schools added, they will look more like a G five and undeserving of a top four seed in an expanded playoff. Referring to the Big Twelve, yeah, that's not necessarily the case. They have some good teams there. Yeah, well, you know, Cincinnati is a team that's well, in it now. Well, think and about the teams that came over from the Pac twelve. That that's yeah. what's going to make them even stronger. Yeah, because it's uh, in that one, it's Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Colorado. Yeah, so yeah, they'll they'll be a there'll be a power conference. I mean, that's. That's not the case because, like, Texas and Oklahoma yeah, have been really good. But, I mean, we've seen – I'm just using just some recent history. Like, UCF has had really good years. You know, they went undefeated. Cincinnati made it to the playoff. You know, those are teams that are getting added into the mix. Houston has had a really good run and, and had some really good teams and, and getting added in. And then, of course, throwing in the Pac-12 teams. Yeah, they're going to be a power conference. They're going to be considered. They replaced Texas and OU with four teams. So they lost two. They replaced them with four so that was the start of it, and then they added four more. So essentially, they replaced those two teams with eight teams. So, yes. Yeah, they should still be considered a, a power conference. Yeah. Just so you get you you replace these two major teams with eight really good programs, and uh, some of these programs, I feel like once they get into the Big Twelve too, they'll really flourish and and look really good. So yeah, I'm they're they're going to be considered that. the The big question is going to be with the Pac-12. What's that going to look like? Because I know that they're merging the conference scheduling with the Mountain West Conference, I guess. So or, or, They're going to play six games against Mountain West teams and then five Power, power Five non-conference games. But in that structure, how do you say... Well, they're they're going to be able to determine who the conference champ is, but it's not like they're going to play a head-to-head championship game right. because that would just be them playing from earlier in the season against each other. Yeah, and I also wonder with them doing that, is that something that maybe with the new playoff expansion that they're trying to do, was that maybe what they got told? They're like, okay, well, if you still want to have an automatic qualifier or whatever, this is kind of the thing that you're going to have to meet, the requirements you're going to have to meet, and maybe that's why they went about, okay, well, this is why we, they said we could get in, we could have an automatic qualifier if we schedule it this way and play these types of games, yeah, these absolutely. types of teams. Yeah, They yeah. probably did their due diligence. It's about the, the structure that was there. So they um, – they, they're happy to still be a part of the process for one. And then does that open the door for some Mountain West teams if they do perform well, especially against those two Pac-12 teams? <laughs> do they uh, do they automatically, not automatically, but is more of a focus put on them where they say that this is a really good team and they're deserving to get in? Yeah, it could open up a lot of doors for other teams and other conferences too, but that's where it's such a mystery right now. We know it's expanding, we just don't know what it's going to look like. As far as it's expanding, other than the fact that I feel like everyone's at the point, 12 teams is going to be the number, but where are they going to be? Where are they going to come from? What's the prerequisites? What's the qualifiers? What are all those things? I'm sure we'll find those out here pretty soon, especially after, after the college football season ends. But we are going to continue on on Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services. We'll have your Razor Aug update, presented by True Service, coming up next. We'll have some uh, audio to play for you from Coach Muss. They're getting ready for Furman tonight. And we'll keep it moving here on Out of Bounds on a Reaction Monday. So stay tuned. about their second location and it's time to add to the team. Brewski's North is hiring servers, bartenders, cooks, and managers. To apply, drop by our downtown location and fill out an application. If you want to work in a fun professional environment, this is for you. Brewski's North is hiring servers, bartenders, cooks, and managers. Apply in person at Brewski's Downtown. For more info, check us out online at Brewski'sPubAndGrub.com. Brewski's, your home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. 
From sales, service, parts, and rental equipment, River Valley Tractor does it all and does it right. Your leading Kubota dealer is right around the corner with five locations throughout Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor, serving Central Arkansas and Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, and Pine Bluff. Work smarter this year, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. Online at rivervalleytractor.com. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. It was recently announced that Elon Musk is the world's wealthiest man with a net worth of $251 billion. The head of SpaceX, Tesla, Starlink, and X, formerly Twitter, is a different cat. Biographer Walter Isaacson spent two years with Musk and was amazed. He wrote of one meeting, This is insane. Here I am, a normal person, and these people are talking about how to do governance and communities on Mars. Having spent a lot of time in New Mexico, I'm looking forward to going to Mars. I'm sure a lot of Ohio State fans would like me to go to Mars, too. Double Bees presents Sweet Shooting Joseph Pinion as he joins Randy and Rick each week on Drive Time Sports. Come on in and treat yourself to a delicious bean to cup of Renoco coffee made fresh with the roast of your choice. Double Bees. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double Bees. This time of year, big box tool stores start to sell a whole bunch of not tools. From dancing Santas to plastic trees. At Northern Tool and Equipment, we'd rather sell you a four-horsepower chainsaw fitted with a full chisel chain to cut down your own tree. And we have wood chippers come January. Because, you know, mulch. We're cutting prices on power tools, automotive Jackson stands, and portable inverter generators this holiday season. Save in-store or at northerntool.com. Team, it's snowing again tomorrow. They're predicting two to three feet. Tis the overtime season for Frank Snowplows. Kelly, can you take another shift? Let it snow, quality driver applicants. Hey guys, know anybody else with a D license? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch. Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has... Gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the Crock-Pot this morning? <laughs> With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. For a free insurance review, see shelter agent Jeff Hodge or Jay Hellman, Little Rock, or Bo Beavis and Cabot. At Edwards Food Giant, they know your family is important, and they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar. All ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. This week's special is stuffed bell peppers for only $6.49 per pound with coarse souffle for $5.99 per pound. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Y'all better put him in the Heisman. You better put him up there. I'm tired of him being number three, number four. We got that wood right here, baby. Somebody better look at this guy. He's the best football player in the country, and his name's not being mentioned. Lou Holtz, Mark May, number five. You better look at him a little closer. He's a football player. On 103.7 The Buzz. It is out of bounds, folks, and i got to tell you about Guatney Chevrolet and how they are the place to go to when it comes to all of your vehicle needs. They are conveniently located right there in Jacksonville off the Gregory Street exit, and they always are going to make sure that they get you in a vehicle that you love and that you can't afford. They have an award-winning sales staff that will make sure of that, and also an award-winning service staff 
that once you get your vehicle from Guatney Chevrolet, you can always bring it back to Guatney where you'll get the highest in service available for all the maintenance on your vehicle, too. It's the best of all worlds. And the great thing about them, too, is not only are they conveniently located, but with all of their new vehicles that they have to choose from, they have specials going on each and every month. So it makes it really difficult sometimes to figure out which month you want to go over there, but it doesn't matter because you're going to get taken care of no matter what. They got the 2024 brand new Trailblazers, which is a really nice vehicle. I know some of the people here on the Buzz have been driving them around, been highly thought after. But don't forget that they still have a 2023 Chevy Silverado 1500 Crew Cab. For well-qualified buyers, 1.9% APR, or you can get $3,500 total cash allowance, and it's only at Guatney Chevrolet. So check them out today at 1301 TPY Drive. You can also shop them online at GuatneyChevrolet.com, where you can see all the inventory that they have there as well. But there's a reason why they're Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer, so check them out today at Guatney Chevrolet and GuatneyChevrolet.com. Gonna have your Razor Hog update here in just a little bit. Get to hear from Eric Musselman and get to some updates there too for another big weekend for Arkansas and also some portal news when it comes to the Razorback football team themselves. But uh, before we do that, let's go ahead and uh, see if we can get Brent and Stuttgart this time around. What's up, Brent? What's up, John? Welcome back. Hey, appreciate you, it. You took you took the you took the Joe Franklin route. Took you a week. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Listen, when you got vacation time, man, you got to take it when you got it. So it's good to be back, hey, though. Hey, but it's not like you missed anything last week. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's pretty slow news week. It was the perfect time for it. And nothing going on at all whatsoever. Yeah, uh, you even got. You, I even called in and said I have new life <laughs> after that. What that uh, change? And now we got a new offensive line coach. What more could a man want, right? <laughs> Well, I'm sure that there's always a little bit more that you could want, but yeah, there's no doubt that you got to be. Uh, I think most Razorback fans are feeling a lot better than what they were just a mere week ago. That's for sure. Hey, uh, John and Joe, are we are we looking? Do you have any clue if we're looking for a quarterback in the portal? Yes, uh, Sam Pittman even said that they want to go into the portal. They didn't say if like, oh, a starting quarterback or anything, but just to add the quarterback depth, they at least want to get one guy out of the portal. Because there's a lot of unknown right now, Brent. They probably know, but there's a lot of unknown. And I would assume that the only names I've seen for the Razorbacks that's gone in is Torrey and Carter and, and the person that went in like last week, right? No, you've also had uh, Devin Manuel, offensive lineman, has entered into the portal for Arkansas. You uh, had uh, Jalen Lewis also go into the portal. Jalen Lewis, that's who I was talking about. Yeah, he's officially gone into the portal there, too, and... Uh, we know uh, Chris Paul was also a guy, and Manny Powell. We both those guys for sure officially have entered into the portal, so their names are in there. So, yes. Devin Manuel was a big one for us to lose. Yeah, well, I mean, his offensive line coach left, and so uh, that's that's always well, a part of it, too. That ought to have been a good thing, man. <laughs> hey, some of these guys like those coaches and have a good relationship with them, so who knows? Maybe he ends oh, up in Mississippi State. Maybe so. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right, appreciate it. Thanks for calling in, Brent. All right, let's go ahead and jump into your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On by 90! This is your Razor Hog Update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog Update, we know Arkansas will be facing off against Furman tonight in basketball, trying to ride that high after beating Duke last Wednesday and. One of the great performances was from Trevin Brazil, who was named SEC Player of the Week. Not co-player, straight up SEC Player of the Week because of his performance, but here's what Eric Musselman had to say about Trevin Brazil in his season so far. Yeah, I mean, we. I think he can even go to the offensive glass more. His percentage, you know, because we chart goes and no-goes, and his percentage when he goes are off the chart. So if we could get him to go to the O-boards a little more, I think that'll even increase his offensive rebound load. But we have really worked on him and, and kind of placed him in different spots on the floor uh, to be able to, uh, especially against Duke, to to get open threes. I mean, the big part of the game plan was him to, 
to try to, to get as many uh, open looks as we possibly can. But certainly, um, you know, we've added a new portion to our practice, uh, which is nothing but skill development after we do our 10-minute shooting segment. And uh, in his individual skill development, we've really focused on ball handling and one-on-one moves, you know, because I think that's the next evolution to his game. Another player that uh, didn't have maybe the numbers that people were expecting but still has been a pivotal part all season long has been Devo Davis, and Musk had this to say about the old Devo. Well, th- you know, every night he's got a tough defensive assignment. I mean, we usually put him on the best uh, opposing team's offensive threat. You know, and I, I mean, just from a – he came in, at the, you know, the other night, and I thought he helped our press break. You know, he's just a guy that understands the system. He understands every position. I think the thing that no one would really know unless you're inside of our meetings and stuff is the fact that when, when we call a play, he can play all five positions. So if somebody doesn't know a play, one of our newer players that that's still trying to understand our third and fourth option on sets, uh, Devo can slide in and, and play a spot and slide somebody else over to a you know, to maybe a, a more comfortable or a, a spot that doesn't have as many options. And finally, here's Musk talking about and calling games that are must-win games. You know, you just try to be truthful with them on, you know, our <laughs> our fans knew that it was a must-win. I mean, it's really uh, comforting when you're, you know, making a protein shake in the morning, getting ready to go to work, and your wife tells you it's a must-win, and, and your daughter's sitting there, and she's, I mean, I guess it's, it's, uh, we all knew it, and then if you tell the team it's a must-win and you don't win, then you got to figure out how to regroup and regain confidence and and uh, set new goals moving forward because there is risk of doing it, which is you know you've got to understand when you do put pressure on on a group and and you got to make sure that a group can handle it. And we certainly felt like we could handle it um, mentally, and if you don't win it, like I said, you got to figure out how to regroup and 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 refocus Razorback women's basketball did lose yesterday to the number two team in the country UCLA 81 to 66 that game was played Bud Walton Arena Arkansas got off to a good start but was too much to overcome the two big runs in the second and the third quarters so they are now seven and two on the season and also congratulations to the Razorback volleyball team as they have advanced to the first sweet 16 since 1998 so kudos to them And once again, Razorback basketball happening tonight against Furman. You can listen to it right here on 103.7 The Buzz and uh, be able to hear the golden pipes of Chuck Barrett and Coach Matt Zimmerman. So looking forward to that. And that is your Razorog update presented by True Service. We'll take a top-of-the-hour update when we come back. We'll get the best and worst of the weekend. Also, Razorback basketball player L. Ellis will join us. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned here on Out of Bounds. It's the sale you've been waiting for all year long. Black Friday at Big O Tires. Up to $140 instant savings on select sets of Michelin tires. Buy three, get one free on Cooper and Sumitomo tires. Instant savings and rebates on almost every tire we stock. Get ready for cold weather with huge savings on service too. Plus, 0% interest when you use your Big O credit card, which will leave a little something in Santa's 